listening to the Faithology Podcast with John Barrett, where you'll hear great ideas, interviews, and inspiration to help maximize your spiritual growth. Hey guys, you're listening to the Faithology Podcast with John Barrett. I'm so glad that you are tuning in yet once again for another episode of Faithology. This is about leveling up your faith so that you can experience all that God has for you and that you can become the person that God has called you to be. I'm so excited that you guys are listening and tuning in today. Thanks for being here. If you haven't had a chance to listen to the other episodes, go back and listen. There's some great interviews. There's some great ideas. There's some great inspiration to help maximize your faith to a whole new level. Guys, listen, I'm excited about jumping in today. It's a new year, 2017, as it is right now, and uh, I'm super excited about this year and all the things that God's going to do in your life and my life, and I'm telling you, God's on the move, guys, and I hope that you're ready for it. Listen, believe God for great things. God meets us at the level of our expectation, and when our expectations are low, our faith gets low, and fear begins to creep in easier and easier. But when our faith is up and our expectations are up, we begin to allow the door to open up for God to do great things in our life. God is ready, willing, and able, but we've got to open up that door so that we make ourselves available to God so that he can do great things. So guys, I want to talk to you today about being stretched. That's right, being stretched. Now, before we jump into that, though, I I want to ask you this. Because there's there's so many things that we have come to believe about the Bible and God that are simply aren't true. And so I want to ask you, I wonder if you have ever kind of come across things in your life that uh, you thought about God or maybe you grew up hearing, but then you really found out that's not the case. That's not what it really is. And here's what I mean by that. I, I, there's, I'm, I'm going to share with you some of the most quoted Bible verses that in fact aren't really Bible verses at all. So you got to understand this. I mean, they did this study and they went out and they interviewed all these people and they asked them what their most quoted Bible verse was. And these are what they are. And they're actually not even in the Bible at all. But these are the most quoted Bible verses in our culture. Are you ready for this? All right. Number one is this. God helps those who help themselves. Right? I mean, we've all heard this, right? I mean, this is something that we think, hey, this is in the Bible. God helps those who help themselves. In fact, the Bible is the complete opposite. The Bible says that God helps the helpless. God is the hope to the hopeless. It's when we are weak that he is strong. So the idea that God helps those who help themselves, I mean, you know, it's just not really in the Bible. All right, number two, most quoted Bible verse that isn't in the Bible. Money is the root of all evil. We've heard this before, right? I mean, money is the root of all evil. And the Bible does not say that at all. It says what? The love of money is the root of all evil. Money is not evil. It's not blessed. It just is what it is. It's money. It's just a tool. Now, it can be used for good, and it can be used for something not so good. But money is not evil. In fact, God gives us the ability to create wealth, is what the Bible says. The Bible says that the wealth of the wicked is stored up for the righteous. So we've got to understand that God is not against money. God God gives us money. He gives us the ability to create wealth so that doors 
doors can open in our lives so that we can be a blessing to others and so that we can do things that otherwise we might not be able to do. So money is not the root of all evil. The love of money, when it overtakes you and greed and all those things that begin to grip us, if we're not careful, then that is the root of evil. So that is not a Bible verse. Number three, most quoted Bible verse that isn't a Bible verse is cleanliness is next to godliness. We've heard this, right? I could, I think I remember growing up and my my mom probably saying to, to me, mom, if you're listening, then I, I, I appreciate all those years of you instilling this into me, I think. But, you know, the idea that, hey, you got to clean, clean your room and make sure that you stay clean. And, you know, as a young middle school boy, the last thing you want to do is take a shower. And, uh, you know, parents will say, hey, cleanliness is next to godliness. We've got to be clean. We've got to clean ourselves up. But the reality is, is that the Bible actually teaches the opposite. We don't have to get cleaned up before we come to God because it's God who can even clean us up. That would be like saying that before you get into the shower, you need to go wash yourself off. That doesn't even make any sense. You get in the shower so that you get washed off. And so the idea that that you have to be clean in order to come to God is not true at all. In fact, the more dirty you are, the more God is able just to clean you up. So that is the third one. The fourth one is this, and this is what I want to talk a little bit about today, and it's this. God will never give you more than you can handle. I mean, we've heard this, right? You've heard this. You may have quoted this to people in trying to counsel them and trying to console them in their time of difficulty. You may have said, listen, God will never give you more than you can ever handle. But I've got bad news for us, guys, and that is not a Bible verse. It's the wrong interpretation of 1 Corinthians 10, 15. And here's what 1 Corinthians 10, 15 actually says. This is where we've got this term that God will never give you more than you can handle. And in fact, it's not true. And here's why. Here's where we twisted it. The Bible says, no temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind. And God is faithful. He will never let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can endure it. So I want you to think about this for a minute. This is where we get this verse that God will never give you more than you can handle, or this idea from this verse. And the reality is, is that God said he will never let us be tempted beyond what we can bear. There is always a way out of temptation. So we we can't twist this because what happens is, is that if we come to believe that God will never give us more than we can handle, then we will view life as though life is about being comfortable and life is about being safe and secure and that God would never do anything to to stretch us or push us or challenge us. And we've gotta be very careful because the Bible, in fact, gives the complete opposite view. Now, when it comes to salvation and eternity, And the security that we have, yes, God is a God of safety and security. I mean, God is a God that that will, will keep us safe in the palm of his hand. I mean, the safest place to be is in the palm of God hand, God's hands. But that's for eternity. You see, the safest place to be in terms of your comfort and stretching is not in the hands of God. Because when you're in the hands of God, you become a rubber band. And God will pull you back to stretch you further. And we've got to understand that. Our destiny on earth is about being stretched. 
It's about being shaped and molded. We are, are the clay and God is the potter. I mean, we need to be soft and bendable and stretchable so that God is the potter, is the rubber band marksman here that can, you know, pull back the rubber band and shoot it to where he wants to go. Remember being a little kid and when you play rubber bands or if you were a boy, maybe girls did this too. I don't know. I'm not a girl. But if you were a boy, you always made like a rubber band gun where you'd, you know, make your your hand like a gun and then you'd put a rubber band on it and you'd pull it back kind of like you're cocking it back and then you'd stretch it and then you'd let it go and it would shoot off really far. And the further that you could stretch it back, the further it would shoot out. And God is like that rubber band marksman. He's like that person who takes that rubber band, which is us, and he stretches us so that we can go far in life. So I want to talk to you to this day about being this this rubber band, this stretch. You know, in the light of talking about Bible verses that aren't really Bible verses, I'm going to give you a Bible verse out of First Opinions chapter two, verse seven, and this is the JBV version, which is the John Barrett version. All right. So, in the heart and in the spirit of giving you Bible verses that aren't really Bible verses, First Opinions two seven from the John Barrett version, JBV says this: Blessed are the flex for they will be stretched but not broken. All right, thank you very much. All right, I don't claim to be canonized, and this is going down as biblical context, but I am saying this, that blessed are the flexible, for they will be stretched but not broken. You see, there is always a stretching before ascending. If you want to be sent out into the destiny that God has for you, he will always stretch you before he sends you on your next mission. In fact, if you're not being stretched, then you're not being sent where you need to be going. If you're truly stepping out in faith with God, you will be stretched. It will be difficult. It will cause you to get a little bit uncomfortable and be in situations that just seem bigger than you, that just seem like they're beyond what you could do or what you could handle because that's how God works. You know, the Apostle Paul knew this. I mean, this is what he knew about God was that that God was a God of stretching. I mean, look what Paul says in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 8 and 9. He says, we are hard pressed on every side, but we're not crushed. We're perplexed, but not in despair. We're persecuted, but we're not abandoned. We're struck down, but we're not destroyed. And then in verse 16, he says, therefore, we do not lose heart. Though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day for our light and momentary troubles or stretching are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen, since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. Listen, the more you are willing to stretch, the greater your capacity to soar. I am telling you that God wants to soar you. God wants to push you out. Listen, faith is not a noun. Faith is a verb. Faith is not something that describes what you do. Faith is something that does what it is that you're called to do. So I want you to understand this, that being a follower of Christ and having faith, it's not a noun. It doesn't describe you. Having faith and being a follower of Jesus is a verb. It's something that you do. 
It's something that is active. You are on the move. Listen, following Jesus is an adventure, and it's risky business. Listen, the cost of following Jesus is your comfort. You move from the the comfort zone, and you've got to move into the confidence zone of stepping out in faith and, and going to where God wants you to go. God will always be stretching you. He will always be be challenging you to be, do, and have more because that's who God is. Listen, Isaiah 54, uh, verses two through three says this, enlarge the place of your tent and let them stretch out the curtains of your dwellings. Do not spare, lengthen your cords and strengthen your stakes for you shall expand to the right and to the left and your descendants will inherit the nations and make the desolate cities inhabited. Listen, God was saying in the Old Testament to his people, you need to enlarge your tent. You need to stretch out the curtains of your dwellings. You need to lengthen your cords. You need to strengthen your stakes. You need to expand to the right and to the left. God was always a God of advancing and moving forward. So I wanna ask you, are you being stretched? Are you being stretched? And if you are, I don't want you to be discouraged. I actually want you to be encouraged. I actually want you to look at your stretching not as something that hurts and that is bad, but something that is good and for your benefit because God is doing something in your life. He is trying to get you somewhere. He is trying to turn you into somebody that is all that he has created you to be. Now think about this. How many of us stretch daily? I mean like physically stretch, you know, like like an athlete or you stretch your muscles or your legs. How many of you stretch daily? My guess is very few of you. In fact, it's kind of funny that when we're young, you know, kids are always stretching and they're always moving. And in school, you're supposed to stretch. When you go to gym class, you've got to do all these stretches before you do calisthenics and all these things and and before you work out. But you know what's funny is that the older you get, the less you stop stretching. And you know what happens is that the more brittle you get. Yeah, the more your muscles and your body just get stiff, right? I mean, this is why when we get older, we have a hard time moving around. It's because our bodies are conditioned to move less and less and less. And what happens is, is that we stop stretching. We stop stretching. It's human nature to stop stretching. There's something in us that the older we get, the more we just want to slow down and just kind of take it easy. And that's okay in the physical sense, maybe, but not in the spiritual sense, And if we're not careful, the longer we become a Christian, the less we stretch and the less we want to be stretched and the less we're willing to be stretched and the less we think we even need to stretch. So I want you to understand that God doesn't want us to settle. He wants us to stretch. He wants us to keep wanting more and keep believing for more. Listen, so many people are waiting for things to get easy in life. They just think, well, one day I won't have to stretch. Maybe one day, you know, they think about this like with their diet, right? People diet so that one day they won't have to, right? I just, I can't wait to lose all this weight so that one day I can just eat anything I want. Well, that's crazy, right? Or they think of a job. I just want to work this job until one day. I just don't have to work anymore, but they work their whole life towards this thing. And by the time they're done, they have no energy left. Or think about money. We think, gosh, I just, I want to just get all this money. And if I just get all this money, then I'll be able to spend it all. 
right? We have all these ideas and relationships. We just want things to get easy. Maybe one day my spouse will just get it. I'm just waiting for that day that, that they just get it and everything will be perfect and we won't have to really work on our marriage anymore. We do this in every area of life. But the reality is, is this, that we don't ever stop. We don't wait for things to get easy. We have to understand that life is a journey of just navigating through these things. And so when did ever God wait for us to be ready until he called us to move? I mean, when did God ever say, hey, hey, John, are you ready yet? Are, are, are you sure you're ready? Do you got everything lined up? Are, are you sure you're comfortable? Okay, is everything good? All right, now here's what I want you to do, but it's not gonna be very hard because I know that I, I don't wanna stretch you very much. When did God ever do that? When did God ever wait to move until we were ready to be moved? We never see that in the Bible. Rather, we see that God calls people out way before they're ever ready because God stretches us. If we wait till we get ready to move, we'll never move because we'll never be ready. I remember hearing James Dobson years ago. This was before I was married, before we had kids or anything. And I was listening to a radio and I was listening to James Dobson. And he said, if you wait to have kids until you're ready, you'll never have kids. And I just remember that sticking in my head, even being a single, you know, young 20-year-old kid, hearing that and just thinking, wow, what an interesting statement. That's so true. And I thought about life. If we wait until we're ready to step out in faith, we'll never step out in faith because we'll never be ready. So we have to understand that God is not waiting for us to be ready. He's waiting for us to be available and willing to go. And then he stretches us. Listen, today's stretching will determine tomorrow's significance. I'm telling you, what you do today to stretch yourself will determine the significance of tomorrow. And what you do today will make a huge impact on what happens tomorrow. If you're willing to be stretched today, you're gonna go further tomorrow, I'm telling you. It's day by day. You know, I heard that humans are like turtles. You have to stick your neck out there to make progress, right? I mean, a turtle's got to stick his neck out and, and start to waddle across the ground in order to make progress. And we have to do that too. We got to stretch ourselves. We got to stretch our neck out there. We've got to step out. T.S. Eliot said this. I love it. He said, only those who will risk going too far can possibly find out how far one can go. Oh, I love that. Only those who will risk going too far can possibly find out how far one can go. So are you stepping out? Are you passionate about saying, God, I wanna go? You know where the word passion comes from? It has its roots word in the Latin word pati, which means to suffer or to endure. So at the root of the word passion is this idea of suffering for a cause. When you're passionate about something, I mean, you almost suffer for it. There is a burden in you. You want it so bad. You are so passionate about it. And I love that people always say, well, you gotta find your passion as though it's this really easy thing and, and this really happy, enjoyable thing. Well, no, sometimes your passion is something that you just, it burdens you. I mean, you are just, you, you have to have it. You want it so bad that you almost suffer for it because you want it so bad. And I'm telling you, are you passionate about God where you're like, God, I'm willing to be stretched. I will suffer and endure the stretching because I want your will and I want to be used to the fullest potential so bad that I'm willing to do whatever it takes. Listen, guys, the goal of life is to die with memories, not dreams. If we die with dreams still in our heart, 
then we're going to miss it. We've got to die with memories in our heart, meaning that we've stepped out. We lived full and we die empty. We let go of excuses and we say, God, I'm willing to go. I'm willing to do whatever it is that you want me to do. Listen, stretching is a no excuse endeavor. You just have to step up and you've got to say, God, I'm willing to go. In fact, you've got to pray some risky prayers like, God, stretch me. Because it's in the stretching that we begin to experience the fullness of what God has for us. I want you to think about Moses and the children of Israel and how God stretched Moses. In Exodus 14, let me just read it. It's a little bit long, but let me read this to you. It's so important for our life today because if we can get this, I'm telling you, we can experience going into that promised land of our destiny and fulfillment of what God has. Exodus 14 says this, as Pharaoh approached, the Israelites looked up and there were Egyptians marching after them. Remember, this is when, when Moses led the children of Israel out and, and he led them out of slavery and they were going to the promised land. So Pharaoh's coming and the Israelites looked up and the Egyptians are marching after them and they were terrified and cried out to the Lord. They said to Moses, was it because there were no graves in Egypt that you brought us to the desert to die? What have you done to us by bringing us out of Egypt? Didn't we say to you in Egypt, leave us alone, let us serve the Egyptians? It would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than to die in the desert. And Moses answered the people, do not be afraid, but stand firm and you will see the deliverance of the Lord will bring you today. The Egyptians you see today, you will never see again. The Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still. Then the Lord said to Moses, why are you crying out to me? Tell the Israelites to move on. Raise your staff and stretch out your hand over the sea to divide the water so that the Israelites can go through the sea on dry ground. I will harden the hearts of the Egyptians so that they will not go in after them. And I will gain glory through Pharaoh and all his army, through his chariots and his horsemen. The Egyptians will know that I am the Lord when I gain glory through Pharaoh, his chariots and his horsemen. Then the angel of the Lord who had been traveling in front of Israel's army withdrew and went behind them. The pillar of cloud also moved from in front and stood behind them coming between the armies of Egypt and Israel. Throughout the night, the cloud brought darkness to one side and light to the other side. So neither went near the other all night long. Then Moses, ready for this, stretched out his hand over the sea. And all that night, the Lord drove the sea back with a strong east wind and it turned into dry land. The waters were divided and the Israelites went through the sea on dry ground with a wall of water on the right and on the left. The Egyptians pursued them, and all Pharaoh's horses and chariots and horsemen followed them into the sea. During the last watch of the night, the Lord looked down from the pillar of fire and cloud at the Egyptian army and threw it into confusion. He jammed the wheels of their chariots so that they had difficulty driving, and the Egyptians said, Let, let's get away from the Israelites. The Lord is fighting for them against Egypt." Man, what a story. You are all familiar with this probably where, where Moses stretches out his hand and the Israelites walk across the sea on dry ground. I mean, this miracle. But you know, it wasn't until Moses stretched out his hand that the waters parted. You see, what he was really stretching was his faith. 
It wasn't about his hands. His hands were just representation of his faith. Moses, it wasn't about Moses stretching his hands as though he had power in his hands. It was about Moses stretching his faith. And when he stretched his faith, miracles took place. And I want you to understand that God will call you to do some crazy things. Do you not think it was crazy for Moses to say, stretch out your hand over the sea and it will part? Could you imagine how crazy that must have sounded? I mean, think about it. What if God told you to walk up you know, to the Pacific Sea and say, I want you to stretch out your hand and it's gonna part? I mean, we would be like, God, that's crazy. What are you talking about? I mean, that's just weird. But sometimes God will call you to do some crazy, weird things, but he's calling you to stretch your faith. Think about David and Goliath. You know, when David went out with a slingshot and he killed Goliath, listen, it wasn't about stretching his slingshot. It was about stretching his faith. What killed Goliath was not a slingshot. It was David's faith. It wasn't about him stretching his slingshot and becoming a skilled uh, warrior with this thing. It was about David stretching his faith through the slingshot. You see, God is about stretching your faith so that you will begin to face your giants, face your obstacles in life. What is What C is holding you back from your destiny? What is it? Is it a financial thing? Is it a fear? Is it a job situation? Is it a relationship? Is it a skill? What is it that's holding you back from doing what you feel God wants you to do with your life? And I want you to know it may seem like a sea that is so deep and wide and long that you could never cross, but I want you to know that it's not about you trying to figure out how to paddle across it. It's about you stretching your faith and God opening up the door. What giant are you facing right now? Are you in a a giant amount of debt? Are you in a giant obstacle in front of you that's not allowing you to get through to the other side because of something that you want to do in your life? Is it a ministry opportunity? Is it a relationship? Is it something within you that you feel like is a giant that's just killing you? I don't know what it is. Is it an addiction? What is your giant? And I want you to know that it's not about your skill defeating this giant. It's about your faith. It's not about the size of slingshot that you got. It's about the size of faith that you have. And when you have that kind of faith that is willing to be stretched and you stretch out your faith, God begins to do miracles in your life. Some of you are facing situations where God is wanting you to stretch your faith. And you need to understand that God wants to move you from just surviving to thriving. You don't have to be subject to this giant. You don't have to be uh, uh, held back by the sea in front of you. You can begin to understand that God will create ways that you never thought imaginable, but you've got to be willing to stretch your faith. And stretching your faith means you've got to step out. Sometimes you just got to start walking on the water for it to part. Sometimes you've got to stretch out your hand and be willing to do it. What, what if Moses said, God, that's crazy. I can't stretch out my hand in front of all these people. What if it doesn't work? You know what? That sea would have never parted. If he said, God, why do I have to stretch my hand? Can't I just pray in my heart that you'll do it? Can't, can't I just somehow you know, say a little prayer uh, you know, uh, underneath my breath and you'll part the sea? But God wanted him to take a bold move to put himself on the line and to get in front of the people and stretch his hand. Listen, God's gonna call you to step out and do something that may seem crazy, but it's in the doing that God begins to open the doors. So I want you to know 
that it's time for you to stretch your faith, guys. It's time for you to do something that you've never done before so that you can get to where you've never been. I want you to know that if you want to advance in what God has for you, it's going to require big, bold, stretching faith. So you, my friend, are a rubber band, and you can choose to sit there and not be stretched, but you're never going to be used to your fullest potential. It's only when a rubber band is stretched and it has tension in it that it is able to soar, that it is able to hold everything that it needs to hold. So I want you to know that you being stretched is not a bad thing. Don't look at it as a negative thing. Don't look at what, what what's happening and, and how uncomfortable it is. Look at what you're gaining. Sacrifice is not about what you lose. It's about what you gain. Listen, it's what you give up in order to go up. When God wants us to sacrifice, he's not saying, I just want you to, to lose something. He's saying, I want you to lose something that's good so that you can get something great. So when we sacrifice, we lose our life to gain life. We lose our fear to gain faith. We lose the comfort in order to gain courage. So listen, be stressed. Allow God to take your life and sacrifice comfort, sacrifice your fear, sacrifice whatever it takes so that God will stretch you and push you to where he wants to get you to go. Guys, I hope this helped today. I hope this makes sense. I hope that you're challenged today, guys. I hope that you're stretching. I want you to wake up every morning and say, God, stretch me. Just like a, a good athlete that wants to be in, in, in peak physical shape and performance, they would get up each, each day and they would exercise and they would stretch and they would make sure that their muscles and their body was ready for the tasks at hand. I want you to spiritually wake up every day and say, God, I want to be stretched. Do your calisthenics every morning and say, God, stretch me to the max. Let me be used for your glory. God, let me be a light to this world. Guys, you are awesome. Listen, make sure that you listen to the podcast in the future. It's coming up. Let people know about this thing. Go back and listen to some old ones. Check out my website, johnbarrettblog.com. Listen, I'm praying for you guys for a great year, and I thank you so much for your time, and I pray that God stretches you today. Thank you for listening to the Faithology Podcast. To get more of John's resources, visit his website at www.johnbarrettblog.com.